You're listening to Things That Make You Go Woo. I'm your host, Emily, also known as Emily and Her Stars. I am a professional medium and astrologist. And when I'm not busy helping my clients, I have a passion for learning about the woo. From history to current events, interviews, and monthly energy reports, I hope this podcast makes you go woo too. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another dual episode. This is Emily of Emily and Her Stars, Things That Make You Go Woo and the Third Eye Library. And this is Andrea from Concrete and Crystals and Spirit Crown. We're so excited to have you here with us today. We are getting ready to talk about Capricorn season, which neither of us can believe is actually happening. We we're chatting as we always do before we record because we got to get things out of the way. But it does not feel like Capricorn season is starting in two days. It feels to me like about the first week of December. And I always get this time warp in Sagittarius season because it's fire and I feel like it just burns through so fast. Not to mention the holidays and the time between Thanksgiving and Christmas, all the things for us here in the States is so fast pace, but I'm not confident what day it is. I am not what my schedule is like. I'm all over the place. Yes, I'm in the same boat. I actually thought, I always was telling Emily, leave the last weekend before Christmas to go to the mall, even though it's really busy. I like that energy. I like seeing people rushing around with their gifts and their Starbucks. And I could not believe that that was this weekend like we're recording this on sunday and when i realized there were no more weekends to push it off to i was like wow this is insane it's happening whether we want it to or not yeah i cannot believe i'm looking down the barrel at christmas next weekend and winter solstice on wednesday the beginning of capricorn season so let's talk a little capricorn history and all the things we know it's the the goat. And we are so lucky to have a bonafide Capricorn on the podcast today. <laughs> yes, I can speak from that perspective, although I feel like maybe a little bit too much because I am a Capricorn sun and rising and Mercury. And I'm pretty sure Neptune and something else too. But I feel like those three right now. <laughs> Loaded Capricorn. Okay. So to me, Capricorn energy is witty. It funny. It is incredibly hardworking. I think the most hardworking earth sign, right? The the only cardinal earth sign we have. Cardinal marks the beginning of a season. And Capricorn here is marking the beginning of winter. Technically, we're still in fall until solstice starts. And so it's this feeling of initiation, of the impulse that it takes and the control and masterfulness it takes to start a new season. And Capricorn completely embodies that. It is the sea goat. And I always tell people, if you think of Capricorn as this half goat, half ocean animal, it will swim any sea and will climb any mountain to make something happen. And in my classes, I tell a story about the three earth signs, and it's honestly one of my favorites. If you think about Taurus coming along and having this idea that we should all get together and watch a sunset, like the beauty, the magnificence, like, oh, it would just make the day. 
And Capricorn comes along and says, absolutely, there is a great spot. It is about four mountains over. We're going to need to leave yesterday to start hiking. But it's a big deal. We'll just hike for, you know, two and a half, three days. It'll be fine. And Virgo comes along and says, wait a second, are we going to pack snacks? Who's bringing the sunscreen? Who's got the map? We have flashlights. So Taurus and Capricorn, I think we both have this initiation to just start it. Like it doesn't matter what it's going to take to get it done. And sometimes those details, yes, can help us. But at the same point, we're five steps down the road before we've even stopped to consider what really is going to need to happen. And then it just happens out of sheer will most of the time. Yeah, I feel like that's my entire life is just sheer will. And I think hearing you talk about the cardinal sign of it, like I know that it's a cardinal sign, but I was just actually having a conversation with someone and talking about how for me and my life, I'll be on a plateau. Like I'll just be marching forward, doing things as I do. And all of a sudden I decide I want to change my entire life. And then I make it happen in a very short amount of time. And then I'm just in it. And then I'm like, how did I do this? I'm not sure. I didn't have a plan. I wasn't sure how it was going to happen, but it just does. So that really resonates. I love that. Yeah, it's it can just pivot. It it takes the energy that's no longer working, moves it to the side and just says, nope, we're going in a brand new direction. Real trailblazing, I think, is a big part of Capricorn. And the history around it, of course, we have goats as one of the oldest symbols uh, in the Zodiac in general. And it's this time of the year where we have to have some faith that we have, okay, the sun is coming back now at solstice. We know we have three days of the shortest amount of light here in the Northern Hemisphere. And then suddenly the days start to grow. And it's this moment of hope and optimism and allows us to then say, okay, I can survive this. What are my plans going to be? I need to put my head down, get going, have some solidified plans underneath my belt so that when the rest of the warmth and the spring and the things start to happen, I'm ready. And how can I lean into my community to not only support me, but for me to support them? The last four signs in particular are so outward driven about how can I make a difference? How can I bring forward this idea that we're better together than we are apart? And so I love that part of, especially you and Capricorns in general. I love that. And I feel like as I get older, I resonate more with that community focus because I feel like for me, it's like first it's like figuring out who am I? What do I want to do? And now I'm at that point where I'm like trying to find ways to connect with the community and make it different. So I feel like there's also like a lifelong trajectory of that theme as well. Not only do you help support behind the scenes in the Third Eye Library community, but you volunteer your time to help others with their online communities. So I see it in you so strongly and it's such a beautiful characteristic and you're always the first willing to throw up your hand and say, wait, I know this. Thank you. I appreciate that. I do try to share, spread the knowledge when I can. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about our movie selections for Capricorn. How can we embody and watch on the big screen the idea of Capricorn? You want to go first? Sure. So I figured since it's the holiday season, I would choose like a theme from this season, which is a Christmas carol and Scrooge and that whole being visited by the ghost 
thing. And I think this actually speaks to the theme you were talking about, where it's like, yes, we can be very ambitious and focused on the goal and being like, how am I going to do this? And sometimes it can go too far in that direction where the work ethic just takes over and that's all we do, which I'm very guilty of that. Work is my weak point where I will always take on more work, but I don't really always have time for things that are important to me. And so that theme comes up. There's so many movies that have this theme to it, where it's like the person who's like, you know, trying to work their way to the top and then they have a change of heart. And I think because we have the goat energy, like that earth energy, but it's also the sea goat. So there's also like that watery undercurrent of like, there is a sensitivity to Capricorn, even though we don't always see it, but it's below the surface. And I think that's where this theme comes in. And the movie that I think embodies this for me the most is The Family Man with Nicolas Cage and Taylor Leone because he is super driven. He's working his way to the top and then he just wakes up in this alternate reality where he chose to settle down with a girlfriend and have a family and he's just working at this higher place and just seeing the... He fights at first. He's fighting it, fighting it, fighting it. And I know that energy where you're like, no, I just want to do my work. I don't want to do with people. I just want to be by myself doing my work. And then it breaks him down over time where he realizes, no, this is what's really important. And the axis for me also is because I have a cap, I have a cancer moon. I was born on a full moon. And so I have the full axis of my energy and that water sign, that undercurrent of like the home, the family really plays out in this. So that was the first thing that came to mind for me. And then the other one is very different in energy, but it's hidden figures. The movie where. There is a black woman who is in working for NASA, ends up working for NASA. She's a brilliant mathematician. And it's her just showing up and like showing that she has these skills. And there's all of these other important social justice things because of her presence. And when they tell her, no, you can't go to this school to get the courses you need because that's the barrier they put in front of her. She goes, oh, I can. And she fights and she gets in and she does the courses. And then eventually she gets recognition. And it wouldn't have happened if she didn't have the initiative to keep pushing forward and proving to others what she knew in herself. And that was just always a, that was a really powerful story for me. And when I saw it come in theaters, I went to see it actually with my Nana and it was just so beautiful to see it play out. And you just see a lot of the injustices that are still true. But the fact that she is one of those figures who actually, instead of just being completely hidden, she made herself seen and she really embodied that work ethic that it takes in order to sometimes move forward in a challenging situation, like climb that mountain. I think it's so interesting that you bring up the idea. So cancer, right, is the complete opposite of Capricorn. It's, it's across the zodiac. And so they sort of play off of each other. And one thing about Hidden Figures, too, is that she is stepping out of the fam- traditional family role. She's not staying home all day and she's not cooking the dinner and having it ready. And so she was breaking barriers on both fronts. Cancer, of course, ruling home and family and things that are comfortable. So that's a great pick. I love both of those very much. I think those are spot on. Um, I have two that sort of play off of each other in different ways. The first one is Devil Wears Prada. And I love Meryl Streep in this movie because she is she's that exact idea of a workaholic Capricorn. She's going to push through every boundary, every barrier. And it doesn't matter who who needs a break. Like we got to get the next issue of Vogue out and 
you're either with me or you're against me. But she does realize it comes at the sacrifice of her family and the sacrifice of friends and having any kind of of system or friendships or anything around her to help her be supported. And it actually takes Anne Hathaway's character to step in and sort of see that this isn't working for her. She's losing her husband. Her kids don't relate to her. There's all of these problems and allows a little bit of a softer side to come in while also understanding that this drive is essentially keeping an entire organization, entire industry alive in some way. So finding the balance, right, again, between the two. And then my second pick is Aaron Brockovich. And this one, I think, again, it shows that wit and that charm and that determination because she knows she doesn't have the education to be a lawyer, but that doesn't stop her. She knows that there's an injustice in a community that needs help, and she is going to put her head down and make it happen no matter what. Again, at the sacrifice sometimes of how her family works, but in the end, it's for the betterment of it. Um, I adore that movie. I watch it every time I see it come on. I love Julia Roberts. And, you know, she's just not willing to take no for an answer. And that can, of course, be played out in a negative role. Let's say if you lean into the idea that this family can't change, that I'm going to be so stubborn and not accept, you know, the ability to step outside of bounds or to look at something from a way that maybe makes me feel uncomfortable. I always talk about cancer being the sign of the crab and they're not willing to leave the comfort of that shell until the last possible moment. And that can happen to Capricorn. It can be a work addiction at the sacrifice of not wanting anything to change because it creates the stability and comfort. The walking that line between the both, I think, is represented in both of those movies. I love those. As you're talking, I'm like, I feel like you're talking about me because I have both of those energies so strongly like within me. And I was actually just talking before this with someone and saying how I get very attached to my work roles. And it's like, even if I know I don't want to do the work anymore, I'm like, but that's me. Like, that is me. And like, that's really hard for me to move out of. And it's that stubbornness. And like you said, it's the last second where I just get so sick of it. All of a sudden, I'm like, okay, fine. And I just move on. But it takes me so long to get to that jumping off fleet. But then when I do, I'm like, why didn't I do this sooner? So I really resonate with that energy for sure. And probably even turning your work scenario into friendships, bringing that feeling of family and community and, and, yeah, the friendship part to what you do, that it needs to feel that comfort and stability. Absolutely. A hundred percent. I love that. <laughs> well, should we take a moment here and talk about things that we want to promote that are coming up for both of us? Yes, we should. Do you want to go first? Sure. I'd be happy to. Uh, the first thing I want to talk about is the 12 Spirited Days of Winter that happened within the Third Eye Library. Now, this took place the 1st through the 12th of December. And each and every day, a different room within the library gave away incredible videos, PDFs, journals. I think we have over 96 pages of PDFs that are available for free from everything from communicating to your pets to talking to angels. We have meditations. We have yin yoga. We have a little bit of everything in there. And all you have to do is join the Third Eye Library. It's completely free. This is a 
open space that is advertisement, algorithm-free, completely safe for you to talk with your friends and new acquaintances about all things that go woo. It's a little bit ancient wisdom and a little bit modern mystic. So come on over and check that out. I also wanted to talk about Capricorn class. Uh, This is the Backroads of Astrology series that I do each month. And unfortunately, Capricorn, so sorry, Capricorn, it happens right around the holidays and it's such a crazy time. And instead of trying to cram it in between Christmas and New Year's when I would normally teach the last Tuesday of the month, I'm actually going to move it to the first Tuesday in January. So that'll be January 3rd at 6 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. There will be a link to purchase the class. There is a one-hour live presentation followed by a question and answer period that you only get if you take the class live and then chat support for an entire month during Capricorn season so we can talk about how it's panning out for you individually. So that class is coming up. Feel free to register at emilyandherstars.com. The previous classes that are there already and available are Virgo, Libra, Scorpio, and Sagittarius. So come join the fun, get in on the story and the history of why the Zodiac is what it is and why it works. And then I wanted to give a little shout out because Andrea and I are going to be doing a 2023 episode where Andrea is going to pull cards for the year and I'm going to talk about the big planetary transits and the events that we've got coming up and how that's really going to shape our 2023 into the year of what I am coning, dealing with fear and what if. (laughs) That sounds like a really good thing for next year. And yeah, I'm really excited to do that episode. I do one every year for myself, but I've been leaning towards doing a collective one this year. So when Emily mentioned this, I was like, perfect. That's I just needed to make a decision and that made it so much easier. And I think There is a lot of fears that we're walking through. And I think the last few years have shown us what those are and why it's important to move through them. So I'm really excited to dive into those themes and see what cards come up with that. And then for me, for this season, for Capricorn season, my newsletter is coming out early this time because I don't want it to get lost in your holiday shuffle, as Emily was talking about. It's that middle week that usually I have mine come out. But because it starts midweek this week anyways, mine's going to be coming out on the 20th. Of course, I'll have a Capricorn season remote recharge energy session. That's going to be on the 29th. So that is the week in between. But as we all know, you don't have to do much for that. You just have to sit and receive for half an hour. And by then, I think we'll all need a break in between. So that will be coming out on in the evening on the 29th. This is Thursday. But the things that I'm excited about are that I think it's worth the last time that I'm doing all 12 recharges for 2023. It'll be ending the end of January because the first one that's included is for Aquarian season. So the offer will close before then. But it's all 12 of them for $111 Canadian. And so I think that's like $89 US or something. So normally they're 22 each. So it's just a nice way to give everyone a break if you're going to commit to yourself. One of my themes for 2023 is commitment. And even though it sounds like something I should be moving away from as a Capricorn, it's kind of turning inward though and committing to myself because I do commit to work very easily, but I don't commit to friendships and, you know, art and all the things that really help me move forward in a healthy way. And so 
that's one of the reasons why I committed to this, because it also makes me have to show up and do them. It's it, I can't just be like, I'm not doing these anymore, even though they're really the one time a month that I sit down and receive messages and receive energy and do that for myself. So it's as much for me as it is for you. But I really am hoping that some of you will join me on that journey of actually taking this half an hour plus whatever time it takes you to read the email in order to receive one. And then because we're talking about these forecasts that we do, I actually have an offering for you to have your own personal forecast where you receive the email with a card and description for each month for yourself for 2023. And that is 120. And it's just the email. So it's your way of having the email to look back at. And it's your own personal one. And then it comes with a downloadable pack of like Instagram story size or phone wallpaper size versions of like a mini read for each month as well. And yeah, that's a lot, but that's what's happening in the next couple of weeks. Wow, we're busy, busy girls. I love it. All right, well, let's jump in. And I really enjoy when you talk about the cards first, and then I can support you with the astrology. So let's dig in. Are you ready? I like it because it's validation for me when what you say after, which is like the cosmic, I trust your forecast more than my own. So when mine lines up, I'm like, yes, I did it. Yeah, so I'm excited for this because we're starting off with good energy. Last week, I don't know about you, I was not having a good week last week. And where we are this week is leaving off from the end of Sagittarius season. We were with the two of, I want to say pentacles, but it's the balance of like making a choice. And this has to do a lot with that energy we're talking about, actually, is this like balance between work and home or juggling too many things and deciding which things to hold on to. And then when we get into the end of this week, when Capricorn season starts, which is December 22nd to the 24th, we actually have the Page of Cups, which I'm very excited about because this is like anything is possible energy. It's this hope and really enthusiastic energy. And I think this also lines up really well with the fact that we're going into the weekend of Christmas. And if you look at like Hanukkah starts today, I believe, and goes through until Boxing Day. So it's also going over this next weekend. Kwanzaa also starts right after that weekend, I believe. And so there's, regardless of which one you're celebrating or what you're celebrating, there is this really excited energy leading up to the weekend. And so I think this really plays that really beautifully. It has kind of Leo energy to me because it feels like romance and playfulness, but also like childlike wonder and like this like playful kid energy and I think thinking about like a kid waiting for Santa that's kind of the energy that this is and it's this trust that like Santa's coming like you know it's like this belief that he's coming and I think that's where this energy needs to be like I think it's the perfect way to end off this and leave Sagittarius season it's a little bit of a smoother transition I feel like there's going to we're going to be tested there's going to be some challenges that come up but we are like holding on to that. But we were almost there. We're almost at Christmas. Christmas is coming. So even if it's really challenging energy right now, and, you know, last week was challenging for me. I know other people I've talked to, but it's remembering that it's okay to like sit with that and then let yourself play. Let yourself feel hopeful for what is to come on the other side. of it. So that's kind of... This little mini piece of like the 22nd to the 24th, but it's a really, I think, beautiful way to start off. 
I think that fits up really well. We talked about how we were going to have to set up some boundaries within the first part of December to protect our energy. Because I think no matter what, when you add fire to an already busy season, we all tend to burn the candle at both ends. And it was a little bit about, okay, how am I going to protect myself this time? And maybe we've done that well because we don't think it's the 18th. We think it's only the 8th. That could be some of it. But I think that's a great description. The energy of the month starts to release in some ways some of that tension and that buildup. The 22nd, we've got, you know, this is a lucky and comfortable angle between Venus and Uranus in retrograde. So this is where you're going to feel like busting out of a rut. Instead of doing the same things that wear you out each holiday season, you might find yourself changing things up for the sake of simplicity and flow. When Uranus is in retrograde, this tends to have us think about ways that we can be rebellious, the ways we can make changes on an internal way more so than external. So it may be like, you know what, I'm just going to brush off the things that my uncle says. I'm going to excuse myself to go to another room, being prepared for those in some way that maybe we haven't been in the past. On the 23rd, we've got the new moon in Capricorn. And I think this is actually when we're going to feel the new energy of the new year and a new cycle. Capricorn, you know, in a new moon, we're not getting intense rays of it, because it's not a full moon, right? It's it's new, so we're not getting that bright light. But we also have the end of Chiron being in retrograde, and that, of course, deals with our wounds. So it will feel like some of our wounds have finally healed and we can remove the bandages. These past several months have been working on healing wounds from the past within ourselves. The end of retrograde will allow for healing to occur when we interact with the world outside of us. So again, this is looking at holidays in a new way, in a new light. The new moon energy, it's going to be a really wonderful day to set, sit and set some of your intentions for the next year and listen to your intuition as it will probably divinely inspire you in some way. New Year's, I'm just going to kind of insert this here because I think there's a million places we could talk about it, but the new year this year, we're going to have both Mercury and Mars in retrograde. And I'll dip into that a little bit further, but take advantage of this new moon on the 23rd to really start thinking about that new year because things are going to get a little foggy later on. Okay, that feels so aligned because the other word that I had written down here was um, being a dreamer. So I feel like that ties in with the new moon. So that feels very aligned. And then the 25th to the 31st, so the week from Christmas to New Year's Eve, we have the eight, the strength card. And this, I think, also plays off of what you were saying about like doing things differently and we have our boundaries, but this is like boundaries with love. There is like that lion hurt energy attached to this card for me. And the eight is abundance. And so it's still a very positive card. It's a fast moving, forward moving card, but it also reminds us of like the strength we have within. And There's a courage that it takes to stand up for things. And especially when you know in your heart that they're true, sometimes it's harder to put yourself out there and to say the thing. And so it's not doing it in a malicious way. It's a very soft and powerful energy that comes from within. So there's no weakness in this softness. 
it's a very powerful energy. And actually the card, what I love about the card for this in, in the deck, the Lightseer's Tarot, I usually mention I'm using the Lightseer's Tarot. And it, the woman has a half lion face, but she's holding a lion. She's with a lion. So it's this lion in the land energy where it's like, there's a soft way of presenting the power. And it also talks a lot about patience. And so this being the week of the holidays is like the peak of the holidays. We may need to pack our patience and have compassion for the people that are around us and realize that if we've been having a hard time struggling, probably everyone has too. So if somebody else has a bit of a bad anger or does something a little bit inappropriate, we can still shut them down. We can still say that's not appropriate, but we can do it in a way we're not fueling fire. We're trying to soften and explain in a kind way what would be maybe more desirable in that situation. But overall, it's seeing that you're radiating from within and that there is a light that comes from this kind of leadership. And actually, this ties into on Friday, I do Card Pull Friday. And this past Friday, I pulled the Heart Chakra and I pulled the 81 Leadership card. So it was leading from the heart. And I think this is definitely what this energy is all about, is standing up for your beliefs, but doing it in a way where people are going to be receptive. I think that sits perfectly. We actually have some quiet days in the sky from really the new moon all the way through the 28th. So the 23rd, 24th through the 28th, it's pretty calm. And the first thing that we get on the December 28th, Venus moves into action after a few quiet days, right? Neptune and Venus will be in harmony, which is a lovely energy leading to peace and harmony collectively will be more drawn to the people, places, and things that make us feel good. On December the 29th, we have our fourth and final Mercury retrograde of 2022 beginning. And it's going to be taking place in ambitious Capricorn. So while this earth sign is known for its professionalism, Capricorn can have a little bit of a devilish side. As the year ends, you may feel frustrated if retrograde gets in the way of your party plans. (laughs) Try to stay flexible and give affection freely to loved ones, and your year should still end with a bang. Mercury goes direct in Capricorn the 19th of January, so this is going to last here for a few weeks. And in addition to that, Mercury retrograde and Venus will literally be on top of each other. So this means they're in an amplifying position with their voices. So keep your plans, decisions, and ideas kind of loose. Do what flows and go in the direction that makes you feel happy. On December the 30th, we have the Sun and Mars retrograde in strain. Now this, remember I was talking about Mars went into retrograde October And it's going to, I believe it was October 30th, it's going to last here until a little bit into January. So our actions, our motivations are feeling a little bit, almost struggle bus is the best way to say it, but they're asking us to take internal actions and internal motivations instead of seeing it happen in an outward way. So when we have the sun and Mars retrograde and strain, this is asking you to consider a new approach to your day rather than what you probably had planned. Our motivation is still dampened by Mars and retrograde, and this is just going to be frustrating that you're not maybe making progress on your projects and plans. And this is where, you know, here we are at the end of the year, you're probably thinking about 
big goals and setting goals and just take some time with it. It's not going to happen easily right at the beginning. On December 31st, New Year's Eve, we've got Venus and Pluto aligned on top of each other. So again, they're strengthening their combined energies. You may feel some of that new you motivation with what you value and desire that can really only come through transformation. But remember that transformation is going to be a little foggy and a little slow. So this is where some of those frustrations can come up as well. That makes a lot of sense. And I feel like it's good to know this ahead of time so that we don't get too frustrated in the moment if we can keep that in mind. I think flexibility is such a good word for that. And I think that's where some of the cat compassion comes in. Like maybe if somebody cancels on you last minute, maybe don't lose it on them. Maybe be like, that's okay. I'll find something else. <laughs> like let it roll, roll off a little bit. And maybe you're the one who comes up with the new plan. Maybe that's where the leadership comes in. Okay. Well, our, our plan B will be this. And let it go. And I think that leads really nicely into what I have here for the first through the seventh, that first week of January, because we have the two of wands. And this is an interesting energy that comes up for me a lot. And I think I've mentioned it in a lot of my past forecasts. And it's all about dreaming versus doing. And this I feel ties into that energy of like the Mars retrograde of like, we know what we want to do, but we're not doing it. And the energy that ends up coming out every time I talk through this card is being all talk with no action is kind of the energy and making a decision. So it may not be easy. We may not come to a very clear conclusion this time, but what's coming through here is very much allowing yourself to dream, but giving yourself somewhat of a maybe deadline or maybe a push or a nudge to say, okay, I've been dreaming about this for three months and I've talked about it several times. I've thought of it. I thought about every way it can play out, but I'm never going to know until I actually start to take some steps towards it. So this could be an internal thing. This could be changing things within yourself. It may not be necessarily like starting a new job, new life, new me. But I think when it's in this first week, when we are thinking about resolutions, we're thinking about what we want to see in the year ahead. This is a good time to have this energy because it's going to nudge you just the slightest bit more than usual to move forward with those things. And I think we find comfort in the current, which we've talked about before in this episode. But even though change is scary, it is actually necessary. And we're not going to see our resolutions play out unless we do start to just and take some actions towards what we've been catering for probably several weeks at this point. So it's just that new year, new me energy actually taking shape. I think all of that makes a lot of sense looking at the stars. So January 1st, as we ring in 2023, we're under the effects of both Mercury and Mars in retrograde. This blows our motivation, leads us to second guess what direction we want to go anyway. This may not actually be that great time to make your resolutions. We do have Neptune in harmony with Mercury retrograde. So this may make you want to daydream and think about the options, but let that wave of optimism carry you as maybe you journal and meditate your way into the new year. Don't take those concrete plans to heart just yet. On January 2nd, we have Venus, our planet of love, money, and values sliding into the sign of Aquarius. So until January 26th, we will collectively be drawn to new ideas, 
improving our communities and connecting with friends. There could also be quick revolutionary shifts that take place on the world stage. The sun is in a comfortable angle with the North Node, adding to the feeling of soul growth and evolution with the new year, but not without a tinge of discomfort too. Add in our old pal Chiron, who's going to be in a conflicted angle with the sun, and this could be the trigger uh, that some people might feel in order to spark some change. So a little bit rocky going in. January the 4th, we have a lovely day with Venus and Aquarius, and it's in a harmonious angle with Jupiter, our planet of growth and joy and abundance, which happens to be in the fiery sign of Aries. So this is a little air and, you know, it's breathing action into the fire sign that Jupiter is in. So this is going to bring new opportunities, ideas, and projects if you stay open-minded. January the 5th, we have the sun in a comfortable and easy angle with Uranus in retrograde today. This is going to make way for a powerful and positive day. How can you liberate yourself from the old ways of thinking and being? It might be difficult to to take action right on the change right now because we've got all these other things in retrograde, but it's a great opportunity to make plans and think things through. Again, meditation, journal, really get the ideas out at this point. You don't have to act on them just yet. January 6th, we have our full moon in Cancer. Uh, Full moons are, of course, the most intense lunar energy we feel each month. And this time we've got Cancer in her race. So we have time to focus on home and family and things that make you feel comfortable and stable, traditions, all of those. Where are you seeking comfort but have yet to find it? What can you let go of and allow more time for the things that are really the most important to you? Allow this full moon to charge your crystals and tools as well because the watery emotional vibes of cancer are a beautiful healing energy. On January 7th, we have the sun and mercury retrograde conjunct, right? This is that where they occupy the same space in the sky amplifying each other energy. This can provide some clarity, but you will most likely be unable to act on anything right now. So again, opportunities arise, sit with them, take what feels comfortable, take what's going to work and let the rest rest for a minute. We've been through a lot and we don't have to go into Capricorn season, guns blazing, ready to take on the world. Just let it be for a minute. That's one thing an earth sign is always I think we're in a hurry sometimes to get going on a project because it feels so good to be making the progress. And I think that's why so many of us jump into New Year's resolution instantly, where instead we need to sit with those for just a little bit. That resonated a lot, I think, with what's coming here. But I just want to note that my birthday is January 4th and my needle Jupiter is in Aries. So I feel like that's going to be a good day for me. You're going to have an excellent Jupiter return. It's going to last for you until mid-May. So enjoy that. I'm very excited. It's going to be a good year. I say that every year and then I'm scared. So I'm knocking on wood and pretending I didn't say that. (laughs) But with what you were just saying, you were leaving off the week at the 7th with this energy of like maybe resting, you know, taking a little break. What I have for January 8th, through 14th is the four of swords, which is rest. It's 
literally a picture of a woman curled up in a nest. It's allowing yourself to have this deep, deep renewal period. And I think that resonates with like what we're saying is the first week of January is kind of, as I know from my birthday being that week, it's the hangover of the holidays. It's where we're feeling like we should be doing a million things and making all these plans, but we forget how tired we are. So we're like, I want to do all the things and we start them and then immediately exhaust ourselves. And I think that's where this energy is coming in. And in traditional tarot's different decks that I've had in the past, the Four of Swords has this energy of like enforced rest. So, you know, when like you refuse to slow down and then you're in an accident or you get sick or something happens, but this is like kind of trying to tell you to maybe do it willingly if your body's asking for it so that you don't end up burning out. You don't end up with that like enforced rest. That phrase has stuck in my head forever since I learned that of it because that's usually my cycle is I wait until I get sick or have the forced rest, the rest forced upon me instead of being like, you know what? My body is screaming and I'm my eyes are burning because I'm so tired, but I keep forcing myself to stay up. So I think that's what we're going to be asked to do for that week is to just be like, you know what? It's been a hectic month and a half. Let's just maybe relax. And what it talks about too is finding these specific self-care things that relax you. Because for me, thinking about sitting and having a bath feels stressful. But for most people, that could be really relaxing. But for me, sitting and organizing things or watching a movie and having snacks, like it, Go with what feels good for you that's going to actually fill you up instead of making it another thing on the to-do list. I think that's coming out, you know, we're in Capricorn season. And so the tendency is to be like, how can I be productive with my rest? But it's finding ways that don't feel like a should, that feel like a positive thing, but aren't going to exhaust you further. So maybe taking on a project, even if it feels like something fun, it might not be a great idea <laughs> because it's just going to, add to that burnout but how this card unfolds the energy of it is that when you give in and you surrender to this rest life will arrange itself so that this is a positive thing for you you'll have inner transformation that happens there'll be healing that happens on all levels like mind body spirit and then that actually transmutes into like a powerful energy and i think talking about coming out of a full moon like we're a few days past the full moon at this point and cancer energy, there's a water energy to it. And even though this is swords, which is not, it's an air sign, it has this water energy to me. And just rest in general has a very water energy. So allowing yourself to slow down enough to experience that. Because if you surface level rest, which I don't know why that phrase just came in my head, but that's what I do. I think, oh, this looks like rest. This is what people say rest looks like, right? So like, I must be resting. But that's the surface level. And then you don't actually have any recovery from that. You have to get to the point where you're like, I've been laying here for so long that I forget how to feel like to stand up. And that's where the real rest happens. It's like when you feel like it's too much. I'm just speaking as a Capricorn. When you feel like it's super lazy, you're just starting. You're not even there. <laughs> you have to give yourself that week to just relax and give yourself permission to get to that point where you start having realization. Like, you know, when you're sick and you've been sitting there and you're like, I can't possibly rest anymore. And then all of a sudden you have these like brilliant ideas or realizations. Let yourself get to that point before you get up and start. Oh, I love that. I saw a meme this week and I hope I can find it because I'll try and post it. But it said something about knowing the difference between relaxation and rest. 
And I do think that's going to be really important. Out of seven days, we've got something happening on six. So let's get started because this is a busy week. On January 8th, we have Mercury retrograde and Uranus retrograde in a lovely, comfortable angle with each other, bringing forth this sort of buzzy energy that may make you feel impulsive. And don't be surprised if others are feeling impulsive. This is that I need to do something that I can't possibly sit still. I need to make something happen. I need to take Christmas down. That's what keeps coming to mind. I think we have been trained to move into the next holiday so quickly that we feel like all the Christmas has to be down by New Year's. You got to have a clean house and a clean slate. And I think if you can give yourself the grace this year to allow those decorations to actually stay up a little longer, you're probably going to get some comfort in them and putting them away may bring you some grief and some strife. So just my personal suggestion. On the ninth, we have Venus and Mars retrograde are in a lovely, comfortable angle where we'll feel like taking some steps forward and you'll feel the momentum build toward your ideal future. But hang on, of course, Mars retrograde isn't exactly giving you the boost. Probably more like two steps back to reevaluate before you leap. So again, You're going to feel these push and this drive to do something. And I'm asking you to resist it. (laughs) On January 11th, so the 10th is our really kind of our only calm day this week. The 11th is a little bit tricky as the planet of all those feelings of love and desire goes right against and into conflict with the North Node. So Venus in conflict with the North Node, our destiny. You're going to be asked to step out of your comfort zone or forego some of those dreams. It's your choice. You have the power because Mercury in retrograde is battling it out with your wounded healer. So you can think things through. What are the wounds? What are the discomforts? What are you willing to repeat and not repeat? Take this time this week to sit with things. I can't stress journaling and meditating enough. January 12th, after a rocky and probably emotional past few days, we get some harmonious angles working between Venus and Chiron. So this beautiful energy can help resolve relationship issues, money problems, and even disconnections with self-love and self-worth that have maybe been hanging over you. And the biggest news of all, after 10 weeks, Mars finally ends its retrograde as well. So we can finally start making forward momentum with our actions again, right? This has been since October 30th. We've been on the struggle bus. We're getting anywhere with projects, feeling like we need to redo things before we could even release them out into the world. I think it's really interesting. I suffered from a little bit of this myself where I felt like presentations and I do these big booklets when people get readings from me and I felt like I had to completely redesign them before I could release them, which was so bizarre, but where you may start to finally feel like you can slow down a little bit when Mars goes direct again. It'll be a few days before that momentum builds. So it's okay. Again, just sit with it for a bit. On the 13th, we have Mercury retrograde and a comfortable angle with the North Node. This is going to create a wave of energy that has you rethinking and reexamining and reevaluating your higher calling. The Sun will be in a harmonious angle with Neptune. This is going to create sort of that ideal day to reach into your dream vision of the future. Do some mindset work um, because the retrograde always, you know, drives us internally. 
And the 14th, this is going to be a later in the day sort of energy, and it's going to hang around for a couple of days. So sit with this one as well. I would say 14th through probably the 16th, this is going to apply. But we're going to be faced with Venus in conflict with Uranus in retrograde. So this is going to make for that frustrating evening on Sunday where you might feel blocked from making the changes you want. Like, how can my Monday be here? And I'm repeating these things again. So instead, how can you inwardly rebel and shift your own expectation? And then Mercury retrograde and Mars going direct will be in a weak, strained angle on Monday. And that's the energy that's going to persist, like this idea where Mars is finally wanting to take action, but our mindset needs a minute to catch up. So hang in there. I would say Sunday, Monday, Tuesday are going to be a little a little rough that week. <laughs> that makes sense. And I feel like what this next card for the 15th through the 15th, like rounding out the season, what I have is the sun which is 19. It's a one and a nine. It's a beginning and an ending at the same time to me because it comes together. And and what I'm feeling around this is I also had the eight of wands fall out. And it's a very fast moving energy. And I think that's the mercury side of it is like the like fast thinking, trying to like do all the things, being like, let's do it immediately. And there, there is that energy of Mars moving direct maybe because this is like, very positive energy. It's like a celebration. It's radiating energy. There's love in here. And so this can be like maybe what we're going to be shifting into and what we're going to be seeing glimpses of. And I feel like that's what Eight of Wands is kind of coming in it, where it's like, maybe we are going to be trying to move too fast into this energy and it may pull us back a bit. But in general, what this is moving into is letting things unfold really beautifully, trusting that you are whole the way that you are right now. And so, yes, there is celebration and positive energy moving forward. And people are maybe going to be drawn to you at this time because you're going to be feeling inspired. You're going to be starting to take action and move in a more confident direction. And I think after all of the energy we just talked about in this whole season, I think Capricorn season is leading up to this. It's like a beautiful way to come out. It's like we came in really positive. We're going out really positive in between whole other story. But at this point, it's like we're finally letting it radiate from within. So even if it's not as fast paced as the eight of wands wants us to have it happen, if we trust that it's unfolding well and we really sit in all positive things that start coming to us and be grateful for mindset shifts, be grateful for the positivity that's coming in, we're finally feeling inspired. And then just let that unfold. For some people, it may be fast. For some people, it may be faster. There's like maybe that eight of wands is very accurate. For some people, maybe things are just going to really unfolding really quickly. But for others, it's just knowing that that's there. So I think we're going back to that feeling of hope from the first week and kind of letting that come back and say, okay, we've done the inner work that was needed and now we're back on track. Yes, 100%. We really only have one day with energy, January the 18th. And this is where the sun and Pluto are going to be that conjunct again. So they're occupying the same space in the sky, amplifying each other. This can lead to some big moments of clarity around what we need to do in order to break through to the next level of our own evolution. 
this can be a little uncomfortable if you feel like you're being forced to change against your will. But if you've done the internal work that Mars and Mercury in retrograde have asked you to sit with through the new year, then I think you're going to be ready to jump out of the gate here starting in Aquarius season. And we won't have Mercury in retrograde for more than about a week in Aquarius. So you're really going to be able to start moving forward on things when the air season gets there. I think the biggest struggle is going to be the feeling of needing to do things and then coming up against this roadblock of, nope, it's not quite yet time. It's not quite yet time. And that's going to leave us with this frustrated new year of why can't I take action? And it, you know, who knows, this could be weather related. It could be extreme heat and fires in the Southern Hemisphere. It could be extreme cold and snowstorms in the Northern Hemisphere. This could be political. There's a lot of talk of what is going to happen with Ukraine after the first of the year. So there's going to be things that are going to be drawing our attention to maybe some other places. But I sound like a broken record and I'm just going to say, journal your way through the new year. And I think you're going to come up with some really amazing plans if you can be quiet enough to let spirit divinely give you those downloads that are going to surprise you. I always think when I'm working with my hands in some way or I'm being quiet, but I'm active in a way that isn't necessarily cleaning the house or, you know, doing the concrete things I have to do. If I can do something that is maybe feels frivolous, that's usually when messages come through to me. So take the time to rest. And action is going to be there. You're going to be supported to take forward momentum. And I do think that wand is going to kick in and people are going to be rearing to go, me included. <laughs> I know, me too. I'm like, I feel that so strongly, that energy of like, I can't, sitting completely still is not always comfortable for me and not realistic. Like being realistic, I think, is part of this is like, realistically, I'm not going to sit still and do nothing for a week. But that might be where like bring at the watercolors or something that it is action, but it's not necessarily for any end goal. And I think that's the energy. Like when you're talking, it's like the crafty kind of hobby things that you do that are fun just because they're fun. I think that's going to be so productive in a way that we can't plan or like force. Agree. I think it's going to be a rough one for earth signs and maybe even fire signs coming yeah. out of this fast-paced Sagittarius season. It's going to feel like we hit the brakes a little bit. So hang in there and just enjoy the season because we only get one January every year and I know we're all ready to go. <laughs> but just pump the brakes a little bit and figure out the direction you want to go before you take that big leap. Yeah. And I think the final thing that I would add to that is your comment about leaving the decorations up. I think that comfort in the winter coziness will really help. Like if you extend that part of it, even if it's just saying, oh, what a beautiful snowstorm. I'm going to watch a movie and have a hot chocolate. Like we don't have to stop drinking hot chocolate just because Christmas is over, you know, it's like let the good things about the holiday season kind of like seep into the everyday. So let's say it's Totally. We get such a a bump from Saturn during Capricorn season because that Capricorn's ruled by Saturn and it's a sense of responsibility. <laughs> and here we've got all these things saying, you know, let it go, let it go. So maybe you need to watch Ulfa and let it go. <laughs> 
Yep. I think that's it. We'll end this call by saying go watch Frozen while having a hot chocolate with some marshmallows. I love it. Thank you, Andrea, for another great episode. And remember, everybody, you can reach out to us individually through our Instagram, Concrete and Crystals or Emily and Her Stars. You can also find us online at websites. All the things we love hearing from you. And we heard from so many of you after the movie, Christmas movie episode. So thank you. We really enjoyed talking to you guys about it. It was fun. That was a fun one. And yeah, we'll have to do more of those since they seem to be really well liked and enjoyed by everyone. It's a little break from the cosmos. Perfect. Right. All right. Thank you, everyone. Have a great month. We'll see you next one. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of Things That Make You Go Woo. You can help me out by leaving a positive rating and a review wherever you downloaded this episode. Be sure and follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Emily and Her Stars. You can also reach out via email anytime, emilyandherstars at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you next time on Things That Make You Go Woo.